What's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. I am back. I have recovered from my heinous injury of falling from one and a half Tim Herons, which, by the way, is shorter than one and a half me's because I'm taller than Tim Heron. Um, anyway. That's uh, not even an argument. I, I don't know where Tim gets this from. I, 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 like, no, it's, it's not close. Tim, okay, one, I want to state this. Tim can outshoot me any day of the week. Me too. For like, the record. All three of us put together our best days. Tim Heron wakes up and outdoes us. Like the man is a monster shooter. I'm not taking away <laughs> anything from that. However, he's adorably tidy and sometimes <laughs> He is, he is. Anyway, anyway, we're not going to make this about Tim's height because this week's episode is brought to you by Taurus USA and Gun, Gun Fudge. It's brought to you by Fudge is what it's brought to you by. It's brought to you by Taurus USA and Gun.com. Uh, friggin, if you want more information about fine defensive firearms for personal defense and defense, uh, then go to TaurusUSA.com. And if you want to buy those guns, go to guns.com. And while we started this episode with Jack, he has a crippling case of IBS. Uh, I, I do mean crippling. Like his body is um, falling apart, just riddled with poop from he the He also inside. refused our suggestion of not eating nine bean burritos from Taco Bell. Yeah, so I don't, I don't understand really, why... I don't uh, but have he that said condition, this you is would probably do that. not a good idea. His, uh, and I quote, response was hashtag bet. Um, yeah. So it's just going to be me and Keith for this episode. We are going to jump right into it, and we are going to review John Wick 4. You know, we've talked about the John Wick series before on this uh, podcast, and we all love the John Wick movies. Everybody loves John Wick. Uh, we love the movies. We like the commitment to sort of cinematic culture that the movies really embody with a lot of their callbacks and their emphasis on practical stunts uh, versus CGI and things like that. So without further ado, how this is going to work is we're both going to have, uh, well, now we're going to have three positive each and one negative because Jack, you know, is currently just exploding with diarrhea. Uh, so we're going to have, and we're going to go back and forth. So I'm going to say something good. Uh, Keith's going to say something good. We're going to do that until mm -hmm. we get two or three each. Then we're going to uh, come around to the negative thing, the thing we didn't like about the John Wick 4 film. So starting first, uh, I will go first with a thing that I liked, uh, and it's very simple, Donnie fucking Yen. I loved Donnie Yen. I, I like Donnie Yen in general. Uh, I enjoy the, 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 the kung fu movies that he's been in in the past. I thought he was one of the best things about Rogue One, which is a movie that I think is fantastic all mm -hmm. across the board, and he's fantastic in it. But his character was great. I loved everything about it. I loved that he was doing the blind guy who kicks ass bit again because it's such a fun bit that he has done. It is, and he does very well at it. Mm -hmm. he, does, he does well at both convincing you of, of the blind shit that he's doing and nailing the part, nailing the actual choreography and the Kung Fu that like, yeah, I can't see you, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> He's so good at playing a blind guy that kicks ass that for a brief moment I had to Google. I was like, am I sure? Are we, is he blind for real? Because he's like, so are, good are at Are we this. actually casting a blind actor who can do this? Because that's 
awesome right he's so he's so good at it and i would ask a blind guy what they thought about it but they've never seen it so uh, there, but there there are parts in the movie there there's like the um there's the the kitchen scene right where he's going with the around doorbells yeah. yeah with the doorbells and like he's setting it up and he's got certain movements that he's doing that's like oh yeah you're blind and right. then he'll move again and he'll set himself up. And then like there'll be a there'll be a missed shot or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how a like I would I would think that's exactly how a blind guy would handle that situation. It's like, oh, I know these I know these fuckers are in here to kill me, and I'm gonna, you know, with good shooting technique, blast four or five rounds that way when the bell goes off, and one or two of them are gonna do what they need to do. And that's that's how he handled the kitchen tech, um, the kitchen scene. Uh, the scene on the uh, the scene on the stairs near the end of the movie oh, uh, in the final act also excellent because he's kicking ass one minute and then he's like I've got to find the stairs again hold on guys yeah hang on one second. oh there we go there we go uh, the only thing and this isn't my like negative about the film uh, but I will say it did require a little bit more suspenders of disbelief when uh, he uh, is still gonna, using gonna... his. Yeah, he's still using I'm his hearing. On, I'm going to touch on that quite okay. a bit. All right, so uh, let's go to Keith for a positive thing, a thing that you liked. I, I'm i going to call out the firearm selection in this movie mm. as a thing I liked positively. And it's not necessarily the specific firearms they chose, but their shift back in emphasis on on what they're using. Like, mm -hmm. they, they use a variety of very common handguns they're not super tricked out like the main the main bad guy hench guy has kind of a tricked out gun uh john's tti pit viper is kind of a tricked out gun but yes. nothing is overly crazy and where like movie one and movie two kind of had a bespoke feel especially two uh had a bespoke feel to the selection everything like that it kind of went crazy in three and I'm happy they brought it back a little to like, these are firearms. He's going to go do firearm things with it. And it's not really going to matter because John's a competent ninja assassin and killer guy. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. I think that the, the gun selection got dialed back a little bit from the kind of the craziness of John Wick three. And with John Wick three, you know, you felt a little bit like you were watching a TTI commercial at times. Not that that's necessarily, yeah a bad but, thing but, but... It, it definitely felt pushed and there were there were times and i'll, I'll call this out as a, a caveat to uh the firearms because i did like the firearm selection there were times in three and there were times here in four where like the firearms were clearly not acting like the firearms should act especially the rifles like people were getting hit with rifle fire and be like oh no what a crazy oh. random happenstance and i'm like mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my rifle injuries uh yeah i will i think i i say i do think that it was better overall than three with regard to yeah. selection because the thing about three that always drove me nuts was the product placement with the sig mcp and yeah the, the tricked out tti M mpx's yeah that like i was like come on this is would not you what... guys actually use those no you wouldn't no, no you right? wouldn't now you i will admit that like the average viewer watching that had can't tell the difference between an mc an mpx or whatever the frick it's called an mpx and an ar you know that's shooting 308 yeah. nato for pete's sake so i get it in the third movie i thought I, I agree i thought they did better with the uh with the fourth movie with the gun selection which brings me to speaking of guns and how they behaved uh one of my favorite things about the movie 
was the the hotline Miami scene. The <laughs> overhead tracking shot of the dragon's breath shotgun. Listen. That was fun. I Listen. had a lot of fun. I don't care that. that that's not how dragon's breath works in the real world. I don't I don't give a single solitary flying fuck uh, that that's not how dragon no that because that that scene pure cinematography pure magic it was beautiful it was got launched through walls they exposed exploded into a shower of flames the Uh fact that it was a done as a single tracking shot was absolutely fantastic and if you guys don't know what hotline miami is uh go ahead and go ahead and just type that type that little uh search string into your uh into your browser and then go download it on steam and <laughs> like it, i assume people still do steam um but yeah <laughs> hotline miami was is i mean you can still get it it's a phenomenal game it has t- it's <laughs> it's literally has a 10 out of 10 on steam which is really tough to get it's also it's it's 11 years old no Dude, I still play Skyrim. That's an old game. <laughs> that is, uh, that is an old game. Anyway, Hotline Miami. Uh, it's fantastic. You should go play it. And the reason why we're bringing it up is for those who don't know what it is or who haven't played it. Although I suspect the majority of our regular listening audience are familiar. Uh, it was a top-down shooter game where, and it was super ultra-violent, and it was very much. So when all of a sudden you were doing this top-down tracking shot of Keanu running through this house, just destroying people with that shotgun, yeah, Hotline Miami vibes. And it was fantastic. I was here for it. I loved it. It w- That was, without a question, my favorite action scene in the movie. Uh, it's the, And interestingly, it, I will say this is sort of a weak spot of the movie. It's the only one that really kind of... That one in the stairs are the only ones that really stand out. I think three, yeah. Every, three everything was loaded. Else, I, I was I was going to use this as my negative later, but it kind of expands on the overall negative. And the, we're going to go off script here. There were a lot of the action sequences that felt, you felt the choreography going on. Like you, you watched it, you felt like, oh, he's just waiting for, Keanu to get over in this position and then he's going to do the thing and then so there was there was a lot of the action sequences that felt very scripted like the um when he when he's going through the like samurai museum area a lot of that felt very scripted very like we need to wait for the thing to happen and then my my turn in the fight comes um the the dragon's breath the overhead dragon's breath scene and the stairway scene they stand out because they didn't feel that way they felt more like the classic wit uh fight scenes where my suspension of disbelief was much like much more in play i was having much better time watching those well and that brings me to i think uh part of the reason why everything felt so scripted with the the majority of the action scenes and why i feel like a lot of the action set pieces weren't as memorable as they were in the other John Wick movies, is because this is my actual beef. Uh, everyone was fucking bulletproof. Yeah. Like, like, every, like, now everybody just has the bulletproof suits. And there's, no, like, no limit to how bulletproofy they are. Yeah. Again, like, when I was point, the, these things are just taking rifle rounds. And there's one point near the end of the movie where he's taking off his bulletproof stuff. And you can hear bullets, like, 
which I did actually it. like that. I that was that, that was fun. I like that particular part of it. But I'm like, this dude has taken so much gunfire that like a lead trap guy should come by and collect it so he can go turn it in for money. <laughs> and that's so and, and this is kind of my thing, right? Like, and, and this is my my beef with the fourth movie in general, uh, and why I wouldn't rank it in the top three john wick movies uh to be perfectly honest i think it's the fourth best john wick movie um is it still a better action movie than a lot of the crap that we get yeah 100 yeah. percent. but i think my problem is all right so i am in this situation where my suspension of disbelief allows me to treat keanu reeves as a comic book character right so i don't mind him not getting shot or mm -hmm. not taking damage but what i or, or just like, in general having that like higher hit point pool than average because yeah. he's a main character yeah like i i use this same theory when i look at tyler rake in the extraction movies like he's the right. main character he has more hit points yeah exactly uh you know interesting that's an interesting comparison and i want to come back to that in a minute but my thing with this is what i felt like they were trying to do was use the bulletproof suits as a narrative device to avoid giving the character plot armor mm -hmm. and instead giving him actual armor. But the end result of it was they show him get shot so much in the bulletproof suit that he ends up having plot armor anyway, but in mm -hmm. a way that didn't really work for me. And it may have worked for other people. I would have just preferred that like the bad guys were stormtroopers and can't hit shit. Uh, and, you know, maybe he gets winged here or there or something like that. But mm -hmm. I felt like they took the bulletproof suit to an extreme that made it kind of comical. Like the ninja yeah. scene, what stands out to me about that great – that fight in the Tokyo um, Continental. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Tokyo? It wasn't Tokyo. Yeah, it was the it – was it was um... – it was it was Japan. I don't, yeah. I don't remember if it was Tokyo. Whatever. So that fight in the Japanese continental, that should have been an epic set piece. But I just remember being like, okay, he's got to shoot him and then kick him. All right, now he's got to peel his yeah. neck back and shoot him in the neck. And like you kind of see what's gonna happen. But I think that's why the Paris fight scene worked better is because that was just like every gun thug in Paris is coming out to try to get a piece of John Wick. They're not all bulletproof. Some of them mm -hmm. were, but most of them weren't. And I most think of them weren't. Only yeah. only like the main guy with his TTI Glock or his agency Glock. I, I think it was an agency Glock. Like only he had like the good stuff and everybody else just wanted a quick payday and they were in the network. Yeah. And so Which, that fight felt more genuine and brutal, kind of like the original fights. Um and I yeah you know so I, I think that that was my biggest beef I I do have a secondary beef which was uh why was dog guy there uh I felt like his plot line did not get explained like they just like no, he was he was just like we need other guy we we need another guy and like this was just kind of what they came up with and they're like oh but he'll have a dog and that'll tie into you know the dog plot line because john likes dogs did you feel at all that that character was written for halle berry and she decided not to come back for that for for the fourth movie i think so because he, like the dog breeds the same or yeah. similar um like that that like if it had been halle i think that that storyline would have been better fleshed out and you could have had more of a you know She's kind of fighting the fact that 
oh, well, that's a ton of money and some good standing with the high table and everything like that. And John was kind of a dick to me, but like I owe John. So there could have been a lot of conflict there. Instead, we just kind of get him like, hey, I'm generic you know, dog bounty hunter guy. And I use a lever action 357. He was for dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> he had a dog and he was a bounty hunter. Oh, Lord in heaven. Yep. Uh, my, he did have a cool ass gun though. That, that, I, I, y'all know I'm a sucker for lever action rifles and he did have a cool ass lever action rifle. But yeah, I felt like, I mean, those were probably my two biggest beefs was that there were too many bulletproof people and why was dog guy there because i really don't feel like dog guy I, I feel like if you went through and you kind of just removed dog guy from the story the he acts as a deus ex machina at one point that you could have used someone else you could, for. Have, you could have used uh either uh an established character that we hadn't seen already or you, you could have it he didn't need to be there he didn't drive uh any plot that couldn't have been driven you know, with another way, with another uh, character, either main bad guy henchman or, you know, blind blind guy, reluctant assassin. Like, uh, I will say I loved uh, Hiroyuki Sonata's character and I liked his daughter's character as well. Yes. Um, I was and... hoping he was going to come back in at some point. There was going to be some additional conflict there, but there's probably going to be a fifth one. So we'll see. I don't, I, okay. Let's I don't talk know. about that. I genuinely I... don't know don't think that they're i i think that keep both keanu and uh chad the director are are done with the franchise and not in a negative way i think no, they, like they wrote the story to end it i mean all right hang on guys big spoiler alert for john wick four in three two one he's fucking dead yeah, there's a head, there's a headstone at the he end. He dies in the end of the movie. And I don't want it to be one of those. And like I hung out for the uh the after credit scene because I was like, I swear if they okie doke me like they did in the dark whatever the third Batman Christian Bale movie was, like if they give me an okie doke here and he's actually alive and like, I don't know, on an island somewhere with Halle Berry or some damn thing, I'm gonna be mm -hmm. upset. He needed to die. And I think, and that's actually why oh, like on the balance despite everyone being bulletproof and despite dog guy not making any sense on the balance i really liked the movie and i liked it because it ended the story and you don't see that a lot these days with these big tentpole franchises because the studios are like but we love the money we love the money so much and they don't want to kill off the characters or anything like that so you know the fact that he actually From, died however I'm, I'm going to uh, interrupt here uh, from seven days ago, John Wick Five potential release cast and everything we know. Yeah, but it hold is up, Wait, is it is yeah. that one of those websites that just like just does that, that for SEO? It, it very, it very well could be. And there's another one here from you know uh, July nineteenth uh, that says it's officially in the works, which doesn't it doesn't mean anything, guys. Like yeah. officially in the works just means they're considering it, which they would be silly not to consider it. It's just like. It it's we when we when we see an actual trailer for it, we'll know. We'll know it's it's gotten to that point. If we never see a trailer for it, it got shelved. But they they are definitely considering it. Uh so here's a anything, quote from anything that's from the director. Uh <laughs> And he said, in our minds, Keanu and I are done for the moment. We're going to give John Wick a rest. I'm sure the studio has a plan. If everyone loves it and it goes kooky, then we'll take a quiet minute. Um, 
the uh, hang on i'm i'm looking here cuz it made like a hojillion it made 432 million dollars against a budget of like a hundred million. So, you know, the when, you, studio... when you hit above that three times multiplier, the studio is automatically going to be like sequel. Yeah. They're going to be touching themselves thinking about it. Um, but all right. So Keith, give me one more, like, give me your, like, all right, so we'll do this. You go first. My, I'll go. My, yeah. Give me your negative. My biggest single negative, the thing I disliked most about this movie. And I rewatched it again last night for this review. Um, I, hated the stupid horse scene at the beginning. Oh, when he was chasing the guys on the horse? Yeah, when he was just chasing these guys through the desert on a horse, and for some reason he just sucks at shooting right then because they just need him to keep chasing these guys on the horses for a while. And at one point, you get this panning shot with, like, um, the, the big bad standing on a mountain, and then you get this panning shot and he misses by such a degree that like a rock explodes and it's miles from these dudes right. who are running in front of him. And I'm just like, no, why, why are we here again? Why, why are we still like in three, my biggest irritant of the whole movie was the weird ass desert journey that he went on. And then, then we're back. We're back in this. We're, we're back in like him chasing two dudes on a horse for some reason and him like sucking at shooting while on a horse. And it's just like, no, so I have we some... didn't need this. We could have, we could have opened with him um, like chatting with the big bad guy on the rug, him just doing that part of the scene and then smoking that dude and going and we would have had the same opening. I would actually uh, so fun BTS the the scene with the high table guy or whatever the yeah. hell he's called uh, and the horses that was actually the last scenes that they shot uh, of the movie that was what they wrapped with um, and it was uh, uh, completely unnecessary and here here's here's my two cents on that completely unnecessary to the film like you didn't even need it. Like no. you could have had, you know, you could have accomplished that bit with a line of dialogue between him and um, the the Bowery Got thing. It. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it could have it could have been with him and King or him and Winston. Like they they could have opened like with Winston going, John. Did you think that was wise? Yeah. Uh, and explaining how he killed um, you know, the guy. desert but guy. <laughs> I do think if you wanted to uh if you wanted to do it the way that they did it, yeah, the horseback chase scene completely unnecessary, but I think the uh you could you probably should You could have just used yeah. him addressing the dude on the carpet because that establishing shot where he's like looking down watching this chase go on and then he's just magically down sitting on his carpet next to his like teapots and shit and his hookahs and shit. And it's just like, what? Yeah. You move really fast, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which that brings me to one other thing. And this isn't a negative with the movie, but like RIP Lance Reddick. Uh, yeah. That was, and I mean, it was like right before the movie came out, like his last major movie role is him getting murked by some dirty Frenchman. Yeah, that sucked. 
Like I liked his character a lot in the movies anyways. And he got, and his, his, his character got done dirty and obviously they didn't know that he was going to get, he was no, going to die for that, real. Like, this is going to be it, Lance. Um, yeah. So but like, that, that compared to how his uh, death got handled in destiny, the game where he was a huge part and he was a player. Um, he was a huge part in the destiny game. Oh, like they handled that. his death a lot better and it, in the game. And I was playing at the time and uh, it was just like, very very clearly they handled that well i don't know if they could have obviously the movie had wrapped and it was yeah you know, there wasn't anything they could do it in, i mean he yeah. was doing press for it that was what yeah. was crazy like he was literally on the press tour in a hotel like holy cow so yep. that would that was a bummer um because i again i liked his character uh i uh yeah all right so let's go so final thoughts on the balance john wick for i would give it if I'm going to rank the John Wick movies in order that it, from best to worst, mm -hmm. uh, number two is mm -hmm. the, the cream of the crop for me. I would go two, one, three, four uh, I, from top I would to agree. bottom. I would agree. I think two is two is the peak of the technical fighting, the gun stuff. It gives you the gun nerdy stuff without getting too like this mm -hmm. is a TTI commercial uh one is the og and it's great because the violence is just so in yep. your face uh i think my my suspension of disbelief for two and one are fantastic yeah like they're they're it's very strong i'm having a great time all the way through it wasn't until three that i started and still watching them it isn't till three that i start looking at it and going man man I, yeah. I don't have those man moments where I'm like. I think for me, the scene in three where he like uses the horse to kill guys by kicking them in the face was where I had to like really cinch up my suspenders of disbelief and be like, all right, here we go. He's Batman now. He's not John Wick. He's yeah. Batman. Um, Cause, and, and that's, like, I think, yeah, you, you treat it, you treat him kind of like a comic book hero, but at the same time, there was, there was a dirty grounding to his, you mm -hmm. know, in one and character two that, very especially in one and two that are very very it gets very, lost a little bit in three and four yeah. yeah but that is not to say that a movie is the fourth best john wick movie means that it's still a pretty damn good movie because on yeah, the balance it was it was a strong movie the, you know I, I i walked out of the theater and because i actually saw it in theaters it's uh i hadn't seen a movie in theaters since like avengers endgame and i went and saw that mm -hmm. one at an alamo draft house in texas and I enjoyed it. I had a good time in the theater. I had fun talking about it with the people I went to see it with. Uh, well, some of the people I went to see it with. Um, and on and all in all, I would you know I've watched it again since then, and it's in my rotation. Is like like it's a you know what it has become. Uh, like many like all the other movies in the franchise, it has become a hotel remote drop for me. If I am mm -hmm. flipping through the channels in some hotel in BFE Nebraska or wherever, and I'm like, ooh, John Wick four, toss the remote on the bed. I've got my background noise. I'm set. Yeah strong strong play had fun with it liked it overall um it it was definitely it is it is the fourth in the franchise and it's my fourth favorite of the franchise and fourth favorite being very deliberate word choice because mm -hmm. i do like it um 
will I'll still watch the whole series front uh, front to back again. It'd, it'd be a fun binge day. Or oh yeah, we have John Wick days in this house. Yeah, like it it it'd be a good time. It's just there were enough points in it, especially like the um, the roundabout scene. Everything about the roundabout scene was like, and now we have to stand here and let the car go by, and now I get hit by the car again. And now yeah. we shoot each other as the car goes by. It felt very, very scripted, and un unlike some of the better fight scenes, like the dragon's breath and the and the stairway scene, which I think again are the two pinnacle fights in the yeah. in the whole thing. Um, those two, everything else had a too strong air of scripting to it. For me to rank this higher yeah no i i agree and you know obviously like it's uh it's a friggin it's a uh scripted movie but oh yeah i like, think i there think there is definitely a script going on here but there's there's shooting it well and choreographing it well so you don't feel like it so that those suspenders get you know they feel comfy they're not exactly. they're not too tight and they're too too highly hyped all right, guys. Well, that is it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed our review of John Wick 4. If you have your own thoughts and opinions on John Wick 4, please make sure to leave them in, a, in the comments or to email us at whatever email address is associated with the show or you know DM us on social media, all of those fun things. Make sure that you like, share, subscribe, perform all of the actions that help us up get bumped up in the algorithm because despite the fact that this now officially counts as a successful podcast, we mm -hmm. still appreciate your help on getting these episodes out to your friends and family, especially the more mainstream episodes like the John Wick ones. You know, this isn't like a gun yeah. nerd episode. This is like we like it's, movies. It's a movie nerd episode. Yeah, uh, which all of us are. And, you know, uh, please send out your thoughts and prayers for Jack and his horrible horrible uh ibs uh which... i got a i got a snapchat uh from him a few minutes ago it was a 10th burrito so good why? luck why with the burritos all right guys we'll be back next week with another episode